I'd like to welcome everybody into God's house tonight. I thank the Lord for the revival that God's giving us. I thank the Lord for the good things that's already happened, and then I'm looking for some good things to happen tonight. Thank the Lord for each one that's come this way, and we thank God for our visitors, and we got a number of visitors, and we got some folks that, if I'm thinking right, this is your first time being with us in revival, maybe first time for some of you being here at church with us. So we thank God that you've come, and we thank God that he made it possible so we all could come. Have a scripture I'd like to share with you tonight, very familiar scriptures in the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew in verse 28, and these are Jesus' words. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's a wonderful promise, and there's no ifs and ands in that. It's a positive statement from the mouth of the Son of God himself. And so uh, it's not wise to turn the Lord away when he calls. Uh, when he calls and you realize that there's a need in your life, and God's been calling with great power in this revival. We, I praise God for the convicting power that he's been giving us, and it's been moving, and, and I thank God for the folks that's been coming. But there's a, a multitude of people that I believe need to come that haven't come yet. And uh, if you're here tonight and there's a need in your life, I want you to uh, listen to the Lord and when he calls. Uh, it's real simple. Now, I'm going to say a word about that. Now, I'm going to stay long. When I was a young man going to church before I got saved, when the preacher would say it was real simple, it actually aggravated me. I said, he might think it's simple for him. It's not simple for me. But once I obeyed the Lord and I came and believed in Christ that died on the cross and raised from the dead and God saved my soul, I thought that was really simple. I hadn't been thinking it was just a matter of perspective. Until I obeyed the Lord, it seemed complicated. But just as soon as I come believing in Christ, God saved, it seemed simple. So uh, let's stand for a moment and we'll have a word of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your tender mercies and loving kindness. God, I praise you tonight for letting us be back in your house for a revival. Lord, I pray tonight that you just bless us to have the meeting that will reach people's hearts, give us great spiritual, powerful conviction again, help people to realize that they can come to you when you're calling, that uh, they can come and nobody can stop them. Uh, God, we praise you tonight, and we ask you these things, and we praise you in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. We turn over to the choir. Brother Taylor. Page 171. <laughs>
175. 
Thank you. 
57 in this inspiration book. It's Glory Road. And so you just help us and pray for us, and we'll do our best to follow you. Amen.
Amen and amen. Wonderful spirit and wonderful singing. Wonderful to be in the Lord's house. Boy, God's just, he stirred the heart of the church tonight uh, as he's been doing, and I praise God. Nothing else will do that. Like God's the only one that can. And I praise God. It's here, and I can feel it tonight. Let's stand for just a moment. If you got an unspoken request, just show up praising your hand. Amen. Anyone got a spoken request, say what's on your heart. Amen. Keep keep on praying. Amen. Do that. Continue to pray for my Aunt Joyce Esmond. She's fallen hurt herself. She's in intensive care. So please remember her. Uh, pray for this service tonight. And, uh, you know, people, we've got a lot of people sick. Pray for all of them. But there's nothing is more, that nothing is more important than praying for the lost tonight. That's the worst sickness you can have. Because that's the sickness of the soul. That doesn't just affect you now, but that's for eternity. And uh, so pray for this service, and uh, let me share this with you. Uh, Brother Chase and I have talked and prayed. And he's got a family and friends day in the morning at uh, Souls Harbor uh, where he pastors. And uh, so this will probably be the last service with him in this revival. And uh, I liked what maybe he said or somebody said earlier this week. This revival service, a series, it'll come to a conclusion sometime probably tonight but the revival spirit doesn't have to come to conclusion what God's blessed us to have and blessed brother Chase to do and preach and uh, go I'll tell you what uh, this revival has got as deep in the heart of the church as as you'll ever see one and I thank God for it and I appreciate uh, I appreciate being so let's pray for that pray for his service that he's got his uh, family and friends day talking about services uh, they're gonna have a homecoming service over at Lighthouse tomorrow I think brother uh, Cooper and uh, uh, Brother Jake Faulkner will be preaching that service, if I remember right. So, so really, and, and thank God for the association meeting today. I talked to some folks, and they said a good association meeting up at uh, Brother uh, 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 Brother Crow's church up at uh, Victory, and said had a good time up there, and I was, I was glad to hear the report. But, but back to this service. Let's really pour our hearts out to God for this service. We got a good crowd. I feel in my heart there's a lot of need here. God's able to do it. Anybody else? Amen. I've been watching y'all on the live stream. That's good. There's nothing like being here in person. Amen. I'm thankful to be here tonight what I feel already. Amen. Glad to have you here tonight. Appreciate you being here. All right. Any others? I, um, I recently got back into my walk with God, and I just want to say I'm so grateful that I got a chance. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. And we thank the Lord for these two young ladies. They drove over an hour, as I understand it, to get here from over in Indiana, and uh, they're friends of Brother Chase's. And so they've come to be in the meeting with us tonight. And uh, that just blesses me and touches my heart. And thank you all for being here. Thank God for all our visitors tonight. A lot of churches represented, a lot of preachers here. Thank God for each one of them. Thank God for every person that's here. Anyone else got something on your heart? Well, 
Amen. Amen. You know, being in the choir tonight is worth coming. Yeah, that's right. Go home now. Amen. That's good. Amen to that. Anyone else? If not, let's really pray. We're going to ask Brother Crow to lead us. Amen. Just keep praying and everybody obey the Lord. Just do what God gives you to do tonight. Who'd feel like singing tonight? If God's put a song or songs on your heart, just please honor God and obey Him tonight. If He's given you something to sing, just come, come and sing it right out of your heart. Let's pray. Really pray. Appreciate it. Get your guitar again. Obviously, we didn't have this planned. And John's going to look at me real funny when he gets back over here and I tell him what song we're singing. I'm not going to look at Kathy at all. This revival has been a great blessing to me. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've been filled up every yeah. night. And uh, I appreciate you, Chase. I appreciate the messages that you've preached. And yeah. you've come and just shared your heart. Amen. And uh, it's helped me, and I know that it's helped uh, everybody. Amen. I serve the risen Savior. And this, uh, John came by me tonight before church and he said, boy, I've enjoyed your singing this week. And uh, right after he left, this song came on my heart. I've never sang this with John and Kathy. John's brother, Rob, used to sing this with them. But I love this song and I'm glad that there's something different about my Savior than all the other gods, the small g gods that people serve. 
my Savior is alive. I'm glad I've got a risen Savior. So you pray for us and we'll do our best.
That's wonderful. I thank the Lord. Amen. Somebody else feel like singing. I appreciate what I feel tonight. Let's pray for them. Casey's just been really blessing me this, this week in preaching, and uh, you know, he, uh, he made a statement a few nights ago that uh, our story, that we need to tell it. Uh, and after that, I was really scared that I was going to have to tell my whole story, uh, because, uh, you know, I grew up in this church, and, and I don't want anybody to know my whole story, uh, uh, but God knows it. Um, but what I can say is, is I got, I got called at 12 years old, and uh, I said no. Uh, I've been brought up in the church. I said I'll go home and get saved. I know I can go home and get saved. I've heard people do that before. Yeah. I don't want to get up in front of people. So I went home. Well, that didn't work out because uh, that wasn't what God wanted. And uh, it was, it was six years later, 18 years old. Uh, before I really ever felt like I needed to go to the altar again. And at that point, I was wondering, did I miss my chance? Uh, and I was scared to death. And my sister could probably tell you, there was nights that I would have nightmares yeah. of falling into darkness. And I'd come and lay it at the foot of her bed and go to sleep. I couldn't sleep in my own bed. And I was 13, 14 years old at that time, playing football. Uh, you know, supposed to be a big, tough kid. And I was, and I was a baby at that point. Um, you know, I got saved at 18, and, and, and when God finally let me let me come to Him, and, and it was Him letting me, uh, I thought it was going to be hard, like Terry says, and all I did was turn. And when I turned, it was done. Um, and I never, ever, ever had that nightmare of falling again. It was gone. I never feared death. I never feared anything. But what I didn't do was hang with the church people all the time. And I went right back to my friends. And it wasn't long, I was doing the same stuff I was doing before. And uh, I went through two really, really bad car wrecks that I should not have lived through. Uh, one was a head on at over 105 mile an hour. And I got ejected from the car and my right leg got caught in the wreckage and I got drug on my back down the road. And everybody that saw the car and saw what had happened, and, and Becky came up on that, that wreck. It was right by one of her friends' house. They said, there's no way you should live. But God had a reason. Yeah, he brought amen. me through it. That's right. And amen. I think he could see what my life was going to be. And it wasn't until I was married with two kids at 26 years old that I finally, because I was raised in a Christian home, that I don't want to raise my kids like I'm living. Yeah. And I came to church. And since 26, I've, 
I can't say I've been on fire. I can't say that I've, I've been the best Christian because I know I haven't. But I've tried and, I, and I'm not going to give up. And I know through all this that God is not going to give up on me and he I never did give up on me. Um, so just pray for us. We'll try to sing this song. Now it's been a long, long road, and my soul has grown so weary. I just can't understand all the struggles within me. There's been times I've strayed away, and even times I could not pray. But somehow my faith would say, just hold on, there's a brighter day. He never gave up. He never gave up. Mercy reached down. That was enough. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. If your back's against the wall And you feel a hope is gone If you often ask yourself Is there a reason to go on? Well, He looks beyond your guilt and shame You see His mercy, it takes the blame So just forget about your past And praise the Lord, you're free at last gave up He never gave up Mercy reached down That was enough If you could see who I was before Then I'm sure that you'll agree He never once ever gave up on me He never gave he never gave up. Mercy reached down. That was enough. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that yeah. you'll agree. He never once ever gave up yeah. on me. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. He never gave up, he never gave up, mercy reached down, that was enough, if you could see who I was before, then 
I'm sure that you'll agree He never once ever gave up on me If you could see who I was before Then I'm sure that you'd agree He never once ever gave up on me sure a good song. I, I really appreciate it. It blessed my heart. Somebody else now feel like singing. God's giving you something. Let's pray for Sean while it comes. Appreciate it. Pray, church. So many religions in this world today there's a church on every corner it seems everybody says they're going to heaven above but how they get there we cannot agree i started this journey a long time ago and i'm not looking for anything new my ticket was paid for on the old cross at calvary by the blood of the lamb i'll go through so i'm gonna stay in the old time way it's the best way that i've found i know that it's real by the way that i feel since the love of the lord came down in a little old church by the side of the road at an altar of prayer i prayed through so i'm gonna stay in the old time way and i highly recommend it to you this road that i travel it's straight and it's narrow and often i've been tempted to stray but faith keeps me going and there's comfort in knowing what's waiting at the end of the way you might call me old-fashioned and you might not understand me but I won't be changing my mind. I'll stay on this old path and see what happens when I leave this old world behind. So I'm gonna stay in the old time way. It's the best way that I've found. I know that it's real by the way that I feel since the love of the Lord came down. In a little old church by the side of the road At an altar of prayer I prayed through yeah. So I'm gonna stay in the old time way And highly recommend it to you Thank the Lord for that good song I sure love that song Anybody else? Okay Pray for 
Brother Gosham. here tonight to help so get these true singers up here today. we've uh, we've had a thought on our hearts since uh, Wednesday night I guess um, preacher was preaching about uh, your actions and people watching you how you act now this might sound a little strange to you but uh, I want you to know how much my son is like to me. Yeah. You know, it's just like last night. Uh, we wanted to come, and they had made plans to bring Lois. So I, I told Darla to go on. And, uh, boy, we sat down in that chair and fell right to sleep. But we got the TV on. Corey comes, sat in the middle of the living room, watched church. Corey always does. And if you don't set it up for me, he's in there on you. And... Uh, when somebody would move, he'd wake me up. <laughs> I see Linda, and I appreciate you, honey. But there's just so many. I mean, he's so consistent, and I know he's watching. I love you, honey. But uh, he, he probably got saved maybe 20, 25 years ago. At least he told us at church camp. And I'll never forget that night. I'll never forget either night. My children um, confessed salvation but I'm here to tell you if you don't think somebody's watching your life Corey can't say a word but his actions tell it I'm thankful for it y'all pray for us I ain't a bunch of voice we'll try to sing this There's not much down here that seems very clear. We're not promised our next breath day by day. But there's something in my soul, something I there's a sweet life just beyond the grave and I'm insured beyond the grave I had preparations made to begin a new life after this one Sealed and delivered by a king Though this policy was born At an old rocket cross It was paid for 
by Jesus free and clear what a peace to know it's mine to know it's good for all time so don't worry where I've gone when I leave here cause I'm begin a new life after this morning and this royal policy was written in blood of Calvary and it was signed sealed and delivered by a And it was signed, sealed and delivered by a Each one of the songs, each one of them has been good. Bless my heart. I think it's time to turn over to the preacher. I want everybody to pray, pray, pray. Give you undivided attention and pray right out of the depths of your heart. Brother Chase, come on. You're glad you saved. Can you say amen? amen? It's a blessing to see everybody out tonight. You happy to be here? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm happy. You're happy. Uh, what a singing. What a singing. I asked, it might have been Preacher Cooper. I don't remember who it was. It might have been Preacher Terry. It's about two or three nights ago. I said, to become a member at Lima Baptist Church, do you have to be able to sing? <laughs> and he said, no, but I'm not sure. Um, this church is wonderfully blessed with talent. And that choir singing was just about as good as it's going to get. Uh, wonderfully talented, but God made it awesome with his presence. So I appreciate that so, so much. I appreciate every song I've heard tonight. I enjoy those songs that make me a real, real bad sinner and make him a real awesome savior. I appreciate those. Those songs that put me and Jesus at the same level make me feel awkward. Because uh, I know that just ain't the truth. Amen. What a blessing to be here tonight. Uh, got, a, got a message on my soul, and I, I believe it'd be a good night if folks get help from the Lord. I believe, honestly, it'd be a good night to see somebody saved. It's, it's good soul-saving weather. It really is. And I believe what God can do. Somebody help me somewhere. Amen. That's right. I said, I believe what God can do, and everybody does well, I guess. Uh, we're blessed, amen, we are. If you got your Bibles tonight, and I want to say this before we turn, there's sometimes we, we have read a certain passage of Scripture so much that we already know where the preacher's going before he gets there. Uh, 
That's right, too. Uh, I'm going to ask you to keep an open mind tonight. Would you do that? Because there's sometimes we can close off our mind and also close off the Holy Ghost of God. Let God open you up tonight. Luke chapter number 16, if you have your Bible. What a blessing. Appreciate. Uh, I call them my nieces, just like Apostle Paul would call Timothy his son. Uh, Sierra and Sydney being here, uh, I, I was blessed to pastor them for a time up at Freedom. And I, I appreciate that so, so much. Love them. And uh, I'll never forget the call I got when Sydney rededicated her life to Jesus Christ. Just more than awesome. More than awesome. I could brag on that for a while. Uh, but I'll shout about it for a long time. If, you, if you're able tonight, let's stand together if you would. Luke chapter number 16. We've had this on our heart for some time. And I'd love for the Lord to help us tonight. And... Uh, I'll probably say this again later, but if, if my mind fails me, I want to say it now. What a revival. What a revival. And I, I thank Lima, all the hospitality. Just and, and I'm going to say this, and it'll cover everything. It'll be a horrible way to cover it, but I'm going to try. Thank you for being who you are. See, told you, it's bad, it's bad wasn't it? It really was. Luke chapter number 16, uh, if you have your Bible tonight, uh, let's look together, verse 19. Luke 16, verse number 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and he may cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime thou receivedest thy the good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you there is a great gulf that's fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest come to him, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and they have the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. I want to say this before we read the last verse. I'm glad we've got one that came from the dead. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded. Though one rose from the dead. That's the reading in God's word. You can be seated if you would. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we look to you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for wonderful singing. Lord, I thank you for just blessing it. Your hand was on every song, every testimony. Lord, it seems like every, everything been said and done is just lined right up real good with us tonight. And God, that's only what you can do. Lord Jesus, I pray you'd breathe on us one more time. Lord, we need you, God. 
it'd be something to end this service and see the clouds roll back and see Jesus coming. Lord, if that'd be the case, I'd like to go out of here with victory. I really would. Help folks be born again. Lord Jesus, help the church be revived once more. Lord Jesus, help the prodigal. Stop wondering about coming home and just come home. I'm counting on you, Lord. I believe you for the blessing of this church. Please, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, I want to say this before we get into the message. It's on my heart. I want to say this. Uh, I went to a church one time, and uh, I was in revival there, and the, there was a man came up to me, and he said this. He said, one of the main reasons I love this church, and he went there. He said, one of the reasons I love this church so much is it always feels like we're in revival. And I said, Lord, have mercy. And ever since then, I believe I might have still been passionate freedom. Uh, every church, God's blessed me to pastor now. And to the harbor, I, 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 every time I pray, if God will let me, Lord, help the spirit of revival be permanent in our church. And boy, I pray that for Lima, don't you? I'd like for folks to come to Lima and then just look around and say, boy, it feels like y'all are in revival. Amen. I want to preach a thought tonight by the help of the Lord, and I'm trying my best to beat around the bush because I'm nervous tonight, but I need to get where God's wanting to get. That's where I need to get. I want to preach tonight, if it'd be fine with you, a great late revival. A great late revival. Amen. I appreciate the Lord with all of my heart. Uh, I want to say this. There have been folks that have said it's never too late to do the right thing. I don't know about that. Uh, I believe it can be too late to do the right thing. I can. Uh, I want to give you this. Uh, the book of 1 Peter, and you pray, we'll get to the preach. I believe God will help us. Uh, first or Second Peter would teach us this, that a day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. And then we would read in the book of Psalms that a thousand years is as yesterday. I have no earthly idea what that means. I have no clue. But this is what I know, that the most important time to God is right now. Amen. We need to take a deep, deep look. And Chase, it sounds like you're going to finish revival with a challenge. I believe the Word of God ought to challenge us. Amen. Whether it's Easter or Christmas or Sunday morning, it ought to challenge us. Uh, but I, I believe we need to take a deep look at what we're doing with right now. What we're doing with right now with our faith. What we're doing with right now with our family. How are our priorities, not just in the tomorrow, not just next week, but how are our priorities today? Uh, I want to say this to you. I believe if there are people that fully understand how important God is, how important it is for the lost to be saved, I don't so much believe they're in our Baptist churches. I don't believe they're living amongst us today. If you want to find people that know the importance of being born again, they're in hell today. Amen. I want to preach on what a great late revival. What a great late revival. Uh, God's been dealing my soul with this for a few months. And uh, what, a, what a thing we have. What a story we have uh, in the rich man and the beggar named Lazarus. Uh, first thing that I'd love to point out to you, and I pray the Lord would help us tonight. 
uh, we find Luke chapter number 16 uh, at verse number 19, there was a certain rich man uh, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate and full of sores. And it came to pass uh, that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Uh, the rich man also died and was buried. Uh, first thing I'd love to let you know that uh, that happens in revival when revival comes is we realize who God is. Amen. I believe if revival truly comes, I believe it has, but I believe if revival truly comes, one of the products of that is realizing just who God is. Amen. Uh, and I believe this, that if there are people that understand fully just who God is, I believe it's every sinner in hell. Amen. Uh, the Bible teaches us, and I am, I'm preaching on hell tonight. Uh, the Bible teaches us that heaven never gets any bigger. It remains the same size always. Well, why does it remain the same size always? Because heaven is a place that was prepared for every single person. Amen. Hell was not prepared that way. Hell was prepared, as we know, for the devil and his angels. But the problem is it gets bigger every single day. It enlarges itself, as the book of Isaiah would say. But my friend, there are folks today that believe God is a spare tire. They believe that God is their co-pilot. They believe God is just some sidekick. There's folks that view God as Big G. There's folks that view God as the big man upstairs. I want to say this to you. I appreciate that he's a wonderful friend. I appreciate that he came down low when he deserved to remain high. I appreciate that. But can I say this? Just because he is so humble and kind, we need not forget his awesomeness. Amen. My God, how I pray. And I want to let you know I'm not preaching to anybody that's dead. I'm not preaching to anybody in hell. Hey, man, can I just give you some honesty tonight? I feel like there's times that we get in services and God will, he'll beg and he'll woo people to come to him and he'll beg and he'll woo and we'll sing song after song and the preacher preached till he's ringing wet with sweat but sinners will just stare at the grace of God and shake their head and they'll stare at bloody Jesus Christ as he's given everything he's got for sinners and they'll just shake their head no can I say this to you tonight my friend I believe if God in Lima Ohio in the middle of Lima Missionary Baptist Church if God would just open up the door to hell and he would say sinners calm you screaming calm you wailing I'm going to give you 30 seconds I'll give you my grace I'll give you my mercy I'll give you my power you can do anything you want you've got 30 seconds I believe every sinner in hell would knock over every one of us Baptists just to get to Jesus amen boy there's a realization for who God is there's a realization that he is Alpha and he is Omega there's a realization that he's not the great I was there's a realization that he is the great I am there's a realization oh my God there's sinners in hell today they chose the power of addiction over the power of God but man there's a realization in hell right now that there's 
there's nobody as powerful as God Almighty. There's nobody that made a life when they start saying he's king of kings and he's lord of lords. We say that and it just rolls off the tongue now. And it's just another title for another t-shirt now. But man, everybody in hell right now, they realize that there's no one else to serve except Jesus. There's nobody worthy to serve except Jesus. Oh my, he's worthy of every bit of praise. He's worthy of every bit of honor. He's worthy of every bit of loyalty. They realize how holy he is. They realize that he never gave up on them. He never failed them. Can I declare the only problem with them realizing who he is? It's too late. Oh, I want to preach tonight. I just want to declare, my friend, I'm going to dig a little bit tonight. I believe God will help me. And I might have to dig with a broke heart, but I believe it'll be all right. I believe there's sometimes that we don't listen very well to preachers because me telling you to get out of hell is what I'm supposed to do. Terry Brock telling you there's a better life than sin, it's what he's supposed to do. If you and I were honest, we are very, very good at saying amen but we are not good at changing our lives amen that's why there's times we bring in folks that were once addicted to drugs amen and we'll bring them in and we'll let them testify to our churches testify to our kiddos because they need to see that would you say amen can I let you know something oh I wish I could bring up some people from hell brother Blaine I wish I could do it at Souls Harbor I wish I could do it here at Lima I wish I could do it every revival. I wish I could ask Brother Donnie for some sinners in hell. Would you come speak at my next revival? Oh, listen to me. My friend, if I could look at them and I could say, could you just tell them a little bit about who God really is? Could you tell them just a little bit about what he cares about and what he doesn't care about? My friend, we would look at them and we would get so grossed out because of their burnt and charred flesh we would get we might even hide our kids eyes from what they look like can I say this to you if you wait too late to realize what God cares about if you wait too late to realize God cares about you my friend you won't be in a heavenly place you'll be in a place you regret the rest of your days my God listen to me my friend here this rich man was fared sumptuously every day wore the best of clothes can I preach to you today my friend waited too late to realize God does not care about your background amen boy there's a beggar who's covered in sores but Jesus saved him Jesus loves him but there's a rich man that's got himself clothed out and decked out good can I let you know something today my beloved friend if you've got tattoos God still loves you amen if you've got piercings God still loves you honey if you've been out in the world amen God still loves you honey if you are richer than rich amen God 
God still loves you. Honey, can I preach to you? Stop holding yourself back from God because of your background. Can I let you know something? Do you all know what all of our backgrounds are? Amen. Filthy rags. That's all of our background. But can I let you know what covers our background check? While we pass the background check called Calvary. Amen. For God so loved Chase Lay that he gave his only begotten son that if Chase Lay believed he would not perish but he'd have everlasting life. Amen. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Woo. Can I let you know I'm glad I'm a whosoever will. Can I declare my beloved friend oh, we start looking at our background. Chase I wasn't raised in church. God do you care about that? Absolutely not. My friend Chase I'm not old enough to get saved. Can I preach to you? If you're old enough to know you lost you're old enough to get saved. Chase I'm too old. I'm too far gone. Can I preach to you something today? If God's still calling you there's still hope for you. Oh who am I preaching to? I'm preaching to sinners that need to get saved. But I'm preaching to the church. My friend I want to let you know something. There's times that we look at people and they're already a lost cause because of how they look. They're already a lost cause because of what they've been through. They're already a lost cause because of what they've done. Can I preach to you? My friend, I'm glad Jesus doesn't look at us that way. Can I let you know something? If that person that you're struggling believe ever could get saved or ever could get back in church, can I let you know something about them? There's somebody Jesus died for. Hallelujah. I just got to believe that if Jesus cared enough to die for him, we ought to care enough to pray for him. Oh, listen, what a realization. My friend, I need to keep preaching where I'm at. Lord, don't let me stray. Listen, my friend, the problem is they were too late to recognize his grace. There's people that refuse to live for God because they don't feel like they deserve him. There's people that refuse to come to God because they feel like they've done nothing to deserve him. Can I remind you, my beloved friend, that's what grace is. Amen. It's what we do not deserve. Honey, listen to me. Underneath the law, if you took the Lord's name in vain, you got stoned for that. If you and I got what we deserve, amen, not because of how good of a life we've lived, but because our sins are what nailed Jesus Christ to the cross. If we got what we deserve, we'd be in hell with a broke back. But can I let you know something? Where sin did abound, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Can I let, that ought to do better in a Baptist church. It really ought to. Can I let you know, if you really could see, boy, if I could just look at sinners in hell, Sydney, and if I could look at them and say, hey, God's going to give you a second chance. But I, Kyle, I don't 
deserve a second chance. But if I could only preach one verse to them, where your sin did abound, the grace of God has reached much further. There'd be a shout come out of hell. There'd be a rejoicing come out of hell. Can I preach to you? I've got to wonder something. How come sinners in hell, they long for the grace of God. Saints in heaven rejoice over the grace of God. But us that are saved are not affected by the grace of God. I heard about 15 blessing lords and nobody said amen. Oh, can I let you know? I believe if we could ever really see just how amazing the grace of God really is, it would change us. Don't die on me. I ain't even got close to being done yet. Amen. Oh, can I just let you know there's something about the grace of God, Brother Taylor, that sinners look at in hell and they say, my God, Jesus died for me. What grace he had for me. Can I let you know in hell there's a deep appreciation, Sierra, because Jesus died for me. Amen. Can I let you know, my friend, I pray this doesn't offend you. There's times that we get so happy, amen, over songs about us, over songs about mama and songs about daddy, and I'm not getting off on that, but listen to me. But yet somebody gets up and sings on a hill called Calvary. Jesus, my Lord, died for me. And it doesn't stir us and it doesn't move us. Boy, we can get emotional songs about everything else. But when someone starts singing on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross, we yawn at Calvary. Can I preach to you something? There's a mess load of people in hell right now that yawn too much at Calvary and they were wowed by the world. Can I preach to you something? It is not sinner's job to be impressed with Calvary. It's the saint's job to be impressed with Calvary. Chase, I just don't understand. My boy's lost. Amen. And my preacher keeps preaching about Jesus and it doesn't move him. And my, my girl's lost. My sister, I got family members that are lost. Can I preach to you something? Quit expecting everybody else to be impressed by Calvary when it does not move you. Every last brother Kenny across his back, there's sinners in hell that just look at that and go, oh, what grace. Oh, what love. Oh, every time that those crown of thorns get pushed just a little harder, sinners in hell go, he did that just for me. He did that just for me. Can I preach to you what revival is when we are no longer moved so much by financial blessings and we're no longer moved so much by everything going on in the world. Gas prices coming down, we'll shout a while. Amen, health doing good, we'll shout a while. But what revival's meant to do is to get us to where we can look at Calvary's cross and it moves something inside of us. We can look in the empty tomb and it moves something inside of us. Can I remind you, my beloved friend, there are people in hell, Miss Rebecca, they have no clue how much money they had in their bank account. They've got no clue how many friends they had on Facebook. Got no clue. 
clue who put an angry face on their post on Facebook. But you'll know what they can remember. They can remember the old, old story how Jesus died for them. There are some things that matter to us that don't matter a lick in hell and they don't matter a lick in heaven. Can I preach to you today, my friend? Help us, God, be more concerned with the things that have eternal matters and less and less concerned with the things that have no eternal matter. We start looking in hell and there are people. Chase, how close are you to being done? I'm almost one way through, amen. First quarter's almost done. Listen to me. There are people in hell right now. Amen. And you all know what they've got a very good appreciation of. They've got a very good appreciation of the mercies of God. Amen. Can you hear me? I've got a very, very good appreciation for how merciful God was. Can I say this to you? My beloved friend, the Lord's helping me preach tonight and I'm thankful for it with all of my heart. Can I say this? There are folks that say God's obligated to give you an opportunity of salvation. Can I let you know something God's never been obligated to me and he's never been obligated to you it's of the Lord's mercies that he gives us opportunity to be saved can I let you know amen I, I just gotta ask can you raise your hand with me just a second how many of you came to the altar your very first time when God called you anybody there's a few of us did hey can I ask the four or five of you that just raised your hand ain't you glad you saved amen but can I ask you something how many of you God called you more than one time anybody God called you more than once can I let you know something man alive there's sinners in hell right now brother Blaine they look at how much mercy God had on them time after time after time God would call them there were so many things God ignored so many things God looked over just so he could have them there were times man alive God could have took them out of this world at any time but God had mercy there were so many times that God gave him mercy on top of mercy on top of mercy my friend listen to me there's times Cooper that we get forgiveness from sin and we just think it's God's job to forgive us there's times that we get blessings on top of blessings and we just think it's God's job to bless us like he does there's times God answers prayer for us and we just look up at God and say well it's his job to do that he's the giver it's his job Lord help us can I let you know there are sinners in hell right now that are thanking God thank you Lord for every bit of mercy you gave me Lord I didn't do you right Lord I didn't treat you right but I can remember every bit of mercy you ever gave me can I ask you something how many of you are forgetful is anybody forgetful in the house hey man that's only about half of us the rest of you forgot you're supposed to raise your hand listen to me my friend can I let you know what's in hell right now hey man brother Levi there's a perfect perfect memory in hell right now every time God extended mercy every time God begged can I let you know something when the king of kings 
one more time. How many of you are saved? Anybody saved in the house? God bless you. That's about 20 more than the first time I asked him. Oh, we had 20 saved. Amen. Can I let you know something today? Every time God's, amen, begs somebody to be saved, you'll know what happened. Brother Solomon, God got on his hands and knees and he begged you to come to him. The creator of it all, Brother Holt, got on his hands and knees and said, please come unto me. Please come unto me. Honey, can I preach to you something? Oh, Lord God in heaven, it would break my soul. Lord help us. Amen. If I saw Brother Terry Brock get down on his hands and knees and looks at people he loves and says, please let me help you. It'd break my soul in half. There's people I love beyond measure. I think of my blessed Papa. Amen. I think of some of my family. And Jeremy, if they got on their knees and begged me just to come to them, it'd break my soul because something in my life has made them get so humble, Sydney. Honey, can I let you know for Alpha and Omega to get on his knees and beg you, that's mercy. For King of Kings to get on his knees and beg you, that's mercy. Can I preach to you? Honey, if you're born again and it doesn't shout you, it doesn't rejoice you, it doesn't turn your frown upside down, it doesn't get you in the church house, it doesn't get you in the choir, it doesn't put one hand in the air, it no longer makes you cry, you have forgotten mercy. That's good preaching, Chase. <laughs> Keep on plowing, bub. Can I let you know what's worse? Because I'm not, there's only about four hands that didn't go up when I asked if everybody's saved. There's only about four of you. And some of you ain't even listening. You just put your hand up because everybody else did. Can I let you know what's worse? We're his kids, but God still gets down on his hands and knees. Please, please come to me. I can see you're broken. Please come to me. You've got sins that have separated me and you. You've done me wrong, but I want to look over that. Please come to me. There are, can I just help some of us for a minute? There are sinners in hell right now that would love to look at some of us people that feel like we don't have enough mercies of God and we're acting like God has not been over and broke his back for us. God never been over and broke his back for us, but you know what he did do? He broke his son for us. Sinners in hell, Brother Caleb, would come to come and look at us and say, we are here so you could be ungrateful. We are burning. We are burning while God is begging. We have a perfect picture of mercy, but you say you've been saved, and you say you've been saved, and you say you've been saved, but you're no longer thankful for mercy. They would look at you and they'd shake you and they would grab you by the head and shake you and say, if you don't wake up, you might wind up where I'm at. Wake up, God is a merciful God. Chase, I don't like this preaching. It's scary. What do you think hell is? Hey, I'm getting ready to move on because I feel like I'm losing some, but I want to 
Can I let you know, and this is on my soul, can you hear me? Can I let you know why folks are no longer scared of hell? And I mean this, Brother Crow, I mean this. There's so much hell on television, sci-fi and just everything. Our kids, our adults see literal hell every time they turn on the TV. So why in the world would they ever be afraid of a place called hell? Is anybody with me? I need to move on. God is going to look down. Abraham is going to look down at this rich man as he burns. Can I say that? Everybody good? As he burns. I don't know why, brother missionary, just saying as he burns just breaks my heart just a little bit more. Hey, can I ask some of you something? How many of you have ever wanted to help somebody in a horrible state, but there was nothing you could do? Abraham's looking down at the rich man, and he's talking to him. Hope is in vision of the rich man, but he can't reach it. He can see it. He can see it. Can I let you know something today? There are sinners in hell that would love to have your seat because you are over, you are just about six feet away from hope. You, sir, are about seven feet away from hope. You, young man, you're about 20 feet from hope. And you'll know how far they are from hope. There's a great goal fixed. And they can see it, but they can't get it. But we are so close to the God that can help us and we refuse to move. Abraham will look down and he will say this, knowest thou not that in your lifetime you receive the good things and Lazarus the evil things. I want to preach to you something just for a couple of minutes. Chase, boy, you're really sinking the ship. It's the last night. You're going to get good preaching in the morning. And if I sink it too bad, just praise God we had good singing. I don't just believe, preacher, that in hell there's this wonderful vision of Jesus Christ. Can I let you know what revival will do, Brother Solomon? If revival works how it's supposed to, it's not just supposed to give you a closer appreciation with your blesser, it's supposed to give you appreciation for your blessings. Can I preach to everybody in the house? We have no idea how good we've got it. Oh, I want to dig on that for just a minute. Brother Terry and some of y'all can help me on this. If you go on a missionary trip, go across the waters and you preach this same gospel that I'm preaching to you tonight, that he's been preaching to you for 40 years, I go stare at people that's never heard it before, Sydney, and I look at them and I say, there's a Jesus that died for your sin. My, my God, here they come running to grace by the droves running to grace. And here we sit. Can I preach to you? I'm not talking about running symbolically. I'm talking running physically, running to grace. 
Amen. And they don't have the pews to sit on. They ain't got the clothes you do. Ain't got the plumbing. Ain't got the air conditioning. Don't have a lot of things that we do. But can I let you know something today, my friend? Here we sit. And it's so easy for the devil to cause riffles in the house of God. It's so easy for the devil to discourage the children of God. It's so easy for preachers to quit preaching. It's so easy for singers to quit singing. Can I preach to anybody that's still with me tonight? And I'm sorry I don't have a sweeter way to put this. But sinners in hell would not look at us and be kind. They wouldn't look at us and be patient. We don't know how good we've got it. To have a choir get up in the Holy Ghost of God. When down in hell all they've got is screaming and mourning. To have a choir get up and shout victory. When there's nothing in hell but defeat. There's nothing in hell but mourning. There's nothing in hell but weeping. Oh, how they'd love to hear a choir sing. Is this road you're traveling? Dark, deserted, or dead? Is there hope for tomorrow? Just put your trust in him. Oh, how they'd love to hear somebody sing. It's different now since he saved my soul. Woo! But everywhere they turn, they turn to the left. God, I'm sorry. They turn to the right. I'm sorry. I want to preach to you. You're surrounded by victory. You're surrounded by love. We've got no clue how good we've got it. I want to preach to you something. God doesn't get our attention much anymore. And can I tell you why God doesn't get our attention much anymore? He's been a good God too long. But boy, if some sinners in hell, if they could come out. I want to preach just a little bit. I believe they some young adults. I believe they some... T- I, I want to give you my soul. If you're old enough to be lost, you're old enough to die and go to hell. I was seven year old, Brian, when I got saved. And to think that I could have stepped off into hell. That ain't pleasant, and I'm getting off that. I promise I am. Can I let you know there's some folks in hell right now that can remember every time they screamed and cussed at their parents for telling them about Jesus. Can I let you know something? I mean this. Chase, why are you speaking instead of hacking? I want you to hear what I'm saying. I get to work with kids every day that would look at the kids in this room and you complain about how strict your parents are and you complain about how much they love you, you complain about the rules you've got, how they protect you. There's kids I work with on a daily basis that would literally kill to have what you have. Young men, young women in hell right now. They didn't have a Jeremy Martin. They didn't have a Lima youth group. And here we sat. Well, they, too, they do too much for them kids. 
My kids got better things to do. These young men and young women in hell right now. Oh, Lord, this is on my heart. I got to give this to you. Hey, kiddos, I want to preach to you. Hey, adults, I want to preach to you. Quit telling people you had a drug problem when you was a kid. You got drugged to church all the time. It ain't cute here, and it ain't cute in hell. They sinners in hell right now that wish they had the drug problem that you have. I'll never forget I was in a revival meeting down in Tennessee, and there's an eighth grade boy that was so contrary with his mother. Why are you taking me to church? Why are you taking me to church? Every night I hate church. I don't want to go. I hate it. All they do is scream. All they do is holler. All they do, that's it. That's it. Mom, why are you taking me? I want to go stay with Dad. I want to go stay with Dad. And every night I could see them as they'd pull up in the parking lot. She'd get out with tears streaming because that boy had raked her over the coals the entire way to church. And that boy would come in just stomping his foot. Amen and Right after church one night, he said, tomorrow night I'm not coming here. And she said, yes, you are. He said, no, I'm not. I'm 14. I make my own decisions. And if you don't let me, I'll call dad on you. And she got him by his jaws. And tears were streaming. She said, I want you to come to church because I don't want you to wind up in hell. I want to declare to you, my friend, you listen to me. Chase, I don't like how my parents call my name out to God. I don't like how my grandparents, they won't quit praying for me and they won't quit mourning for me. They're sinners in hell that would love to hear granny pray over them one more time. Hear daddy pray over them one more time. Quit complaining. Quit moaning. You get born again. You'll praise God for what you got. Every blessing. Knowest thou not that in your lifetime you had the good things? Do you all know what revival's meant to do? And my God, you talk about a revival. You talk about a revival. If I wasn't born again, I'd be going to it. There's folks that are a lot thankful for a little. And they don't wait to get a lot to be thankful a little. Hey, I'm about halfway. Can I dig this a little deeper? There's sinners in hell right now that would love to go up to their pastor. Thank you for preaching to me. Sinners that would love to go up to their pastor's wives. You chased me down and you prayed for me. You cared for me like I was your own. Thank you for that. There's sinners in hell that would love. There's praying, praying mothers, praying wives that poured their heart out for their husbands to get born again. Quit telling me to go to church, woman. I ain't having it no more. Quit telling me. And died and went to hell. There's husbands in hell right now that would love to go to their wives and say thank you. Thank you, thank you. There's wives that would love to go to their husbands. I'm sorry I pitched such a fit to go to church. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they keep hollering out, Dad, I'm sorry. Mom, I'm sorry. I want to preach to anybody in the house. When's the last time? Not sit, don't preach.
church there. How long do you often look at your blessings and do you tell them how thankful you are for them? Do you look at your kids and tell them you love them? Do you look at your parents and tell them you're thankful for them? Do you look at your family and chase my family ain't my birth family and chase I'm a foster kid? I want to let you know something. If you've got family, it's deeper than blood. It's straight from God. Stop telling God what you ain't got and be thankful for what you do have. Why preachers won't preach? Well, preachers won't preach because they ain't got a good enough crowd. God give me a bigger crowd. No, sir. Be thankful for what you got. Sunday school teachers won't teach because they're discouraged because the crowd's too small. No, sir. Be thankful for what you got. I want to say this because he ain't here and I don't know if he'll watch it or not. He might be watching tonight. Trey made his acknowledgments two nights ago. Jesus said, tell it. I'm fine telling it. Trey made his acknowledgment two nights ago and he sung like he was forgiven last night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this blanket out there. You ready? You and I don't realize how blessed we are and it's not because we can't see it. It's because we refuse to see it. If we'll get right with God, we'll sing like we're blessed. We'll rejoice like we're blessed. There's something in us that looks at the kids that other people have. Why can't I have those kind of kids? As a parent came to Jesus and said, Kenny, my son cast himself into the fire. He's a lunatic. But you don't read anywhere, Sidney, that that parent looked at Mary and said, why can't I have your kid? That parent said, this one's my kid. Can you help my kid? And Jesus went and helped him, Kyle. And whoo, Emily, he could take his boy. He pulled him out of the fire so many times. But on that day, he could raise his hands and say, the boy that I pulled out of the fire, now he's saved from the fire. I was proud of him as a lunatic, but I'm even more proud of him that he let God help him. I'll move on. Lord, please help me tonight, I'd pray. There's an appreciation in hell that we don't have here. Can we agree with that? There's an appreciation for every blessing in hell that we have here. People in hell are appreciative for what they don't have anymore. Hey, I don't know if we caught that or not. Let me help you a little bit more. Folks in hell, preacher, are thankful for what you have that they don't have. I need to move on and I'll get ready to close. Lord, Either send me or send Lazarus. 
that he may talk to my brothers. Can I let you know what's in hell? And I, church, if I'm offending you, look past my words and find my heart. There's a burden for the lost in hell that we do not have. I want to give you a vision. Proverbs would teach us without a vision, people will perish. Dear brothers, fiance came here the other night, right here, got born again. I was, I was so tickled with Lima. As soon as she got born again, these two or three of you took a squall. I looked around, there's about 150 smiles. There's about 10 hands in the air. I said, that's just about how that ought to look like. <laughs> Can I preach you a pet peeve real quick? It bothers me somebody gets born again and you hear about five Baptists go, bless them, Lord. They literally watch somebody get picked right out of hell, get placed into heaven, and the best we got is bless them, Lord. Well, Chase, does that bother you? Does it bother the Lord? It bothers both of us. Can I give you a vision? Help us, Lord, please. Can I ask you something? How many of you all remember when you got saved? Ready? How many of you can remember the joy that was around you when you got saved? Can I... Have you ever been so miserable that seeing people happy, you just about hate them? I don't know if sinners in hell can watch this service tonight. I don't know if they can see Lima about. I got no clue. But I got a feeling if they can, there's some sinners in hell that just about hate you guys. Sinners get to come to an altar. Church will gather around, and as soon as they pop up, and Terry gives them a microphone, honey, all you got to do is say what you told me. Hold that mic and shake. I just got saved. And the whole church is, woo! And sinners in hell just look and go, I hate that. I hate that. While you all are shouting, they're calling out the names of the people they want saved. You think of the lost person you got on your heart right now. My God, I got a little nephew. I'm so glad, preacher. I got a nephew, soon be 16 year old. Little nephew. I'm so glad that I get to call his name out to God from this side. His name's Ethan, I got no problem sharing that. I get to come before God and hide my face in his, in his bosom and I get to say, oh God, save Ethan. Save Ethan, God. I'm so glad, Miss Linda, that I don't have to wait to get down to hell. And when you are rejoicing over everybody that gets saved, I look up into the darkness. I look up into the void and I say, Ethan, Ethan. And it falls on deaf ears. I'm letting you know today, my friend, while you refuse to cry for the people you've got on your heart, while you refuse to get down and beg for them, that's all sinners in hell do night and day is scream and wail at 
chase. They're too focused on their pain. No, sir. No, ma'am. They know that if their loved ones don't get saved, they're coming to this place, to this hell. They stop their screaming so they can wail. God, save my mother. Save my father. Save my brother. Please, Lord, please. While you and I, and I know this ain't good preaching, but I believe it's right preaching. While you and I refuse to embrace each other, and we refuse to appreciate each other, and we refuse to let go of things that are hurting us and God, while we refuse to love each other, they're sinners in hell just biting on each other every day. You got time for two more things? Everybody good? <clears throat> the rich man, Brother Brian, could look up. He's comforted. But I'm tormented. Is that the book or am I wrong? If you don't know what revival's supposed to do, it's supposed to give us a better look, Brother Terry at where we're going and a better appreciation, Miss Linda, for where we escaped. Can I tell something on you? She don't even know. That's how I know she's a preacher's wife. <laughs> Chase, you're gonna tell it anyway. <laughs> Sunday night, the youth choir was in here. A few of them was practicing, I'm not going to hell. And I guess they were singing it kind of quiet. And Miss Linda kind of got on them a little bit the right way. She said, you guys need to sing a little bit louder. If you're not going to hell, it ought to sound like you're not going to hell. The rich man looks up. I don't know if he saw gates of pearl. I don't know if he saw streets of gold. I don't know what he saw. But this is what I know. He saw that Lazarus was comforted. Hey, I'm not saying every service ought to be loud. I'm not saying every preacher. I believe God's got a church and a preacher for everybody. But can I let you know something? Every bit of hell, I believe everybody feels every bit of hell. I believe when somebody gets up and says they ain't going to hell, gets up and sings about not going to hell, everybody ought to be able to feel what they're saying. Well, Chase, what if they can't feel my testimony? Then you don't feel it. That's right, preacher. I believe up in heaven, everybody can feel every bit of heaven. I've got bad hips from my weightlifting competition days. When I get to heaven, you know what I'll be able to feel? My hips done pretty good. 
I have watched. I've been to the graveside with so many for so many ages. I'm getting ahead of myself, but forgive me. This is where God's going. I'm happy to go there. October 24th of 2008, four Scott Hyde cheerleaders passed away. Three of them burned alive in their car. And I'll never forget one of the funerals. There was a grandmother. Went up to that casket at the graveside and just collapsed. Ashley, can you hear me? Ashley, please talk to me. In heaven, there'll be no more of that. I've been to the funerals where a mother would have to share just a few words over the casket of her little baby. In heaven, there'll be no more of that. Hey, God said, share this. I'm going to, and I'm about done. You got my words. Those, those cheerleaders, not know I was going to tell this, but I'm glad to tell it now. Those cheerleaders. How many of y'all believe God works in mysterious ways? Anybody? The month, Mrs. Holt, before those kiddos died, I was in church with all four of them at different times. Went to, <laughs> you forgive me if I get just a touch happy. Went to Stanfield United Baptist Church in Elk Valley, Tennessee. She was my girlfriend at the time. Miss Ashley Mason, they were singing Amazing Grace. And she looked at the song leader and she said, if you don't care, would you stop singing? 16, 17 year old girl just hushed everybody up. And she said, I don't know why it's on my heart so strong, but I wanna look at everybody and let you know, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. The very next Sunday night, I was at youth, had a youth service at a church called Mill Branch Baptist in Huntsville, Tennessee. A girl by the name of Nikki Hewitt. They were singing Child of the King, and they just got done. And Jeremy, she started their testimony the exact same way. I know I never testify in church, but I really feel like I need to tell something. I'm saved, and I know it. I looked over at her mother. She's on the second row. Her mother just tears streaming. We were in church at Cap Hill Missionary Baptist down in Fairview, Tennessee. Jamie and Alicia Hill, they were singing their twins and both of them testified the same night. I'm so glad I've been saved. Chase, why did God allow that to happen? Why did he encourage those testimonies because less than a month later, we'd be at four funerals in two days. And I'd get to look at a mother and say, don't you forget. Don't you forget, three weeks ago, your daughter said, I'm so glad I'm saved. I got to look at a grandmother as she was weeping and say, don't you forget, don't you forget. Just a little over a month ago, Ashley said she knew she was saved. Revival is supposed to give you a better appreciation and a more excitement and a deeper joy about where you're going. And it's supposed to give you a deeper thrill and such a love that you're not going to hell. I want to finish here. 
They have Moses and they have the prophets. If they won't hear them, then they won't hear one. Even, even if he was risen from the grave. That's in Luke 16. Everybody still with me? You good? A lot of folks has got sinuses now. I'm getting more coughs than amens. Everybody mowed the grass same day. Can I let you know the biggest problem with this story? And I'm getting right close. Revival. You are supposed to catch fire for Jesus Christ. Come Monday, I probably won't be here. Come Tuesday, none of you all probably be here. But can I let you know something? I pray you hear me tonight. If you don't catch fire for Jesus Christ, get on fire for him, you've got loved ones that might experience the wrong fire. Keep keeping your kids home because you don't feel like it. Uh, you told me like 15 minutes ago I could dig. I'm digging now. <laughs> Keep showing your family it ain't worth nothing living for Jesus. Hey, just to make sure everybody, everybody say preach on, preacher. Amen. Don't you forget to do that when Terry gets up in the morning. Amen. Keep showing your family that your Bible ain't worth nothing but a coaster. That's right. Keep handling your life any way you want to. I'm letting you know, my friend. And by the way, I'm not just talking to adults. I'm talking to kiddos. Hey, I'm convinced, and I mean this, one of the reasons Lima's got a gigantic youth group. I know there's youth leaders here and I appreciate you, but I'm convinced there's kids talking to kids. Hey, I, I'm, I'm impressed to share something and I'm going to. Hey, a little atheist girl, eighth grade. She was locker mates with a Christian that lived it and had scriptures all over her locker. And the problem was she had to sit right next to this girl. And this is back when lawsuits had just got picked up real good, real nice. Everybody's so happy. This little girl finally had enough of it. And she pulled the teacher, me, and the principal in the hallway. And she said, I want her to take those scriptures down. I'm tired of her praying. I'm tired of her talking about God. I'm an atheist. We don't believe that way. And I'm tired of it. It was a public school, Brian. We have no options. If it offends, we have to. We have to go with that. But we had a Christian principal that looked at her and asked her one question. Honey, why does her scriptures and why does her talking about church offend you so much? She looked at that principal eye to eye. 
She said, because I'm lost and I need to get saved. <laughs> she said, if you don't care, you're going to go with Coach Lay and he's going to take you to another classroom as Brother Mike Carroll. I said, they're going to talk to you. We had us a good time that day. She asked questions and we answered. She didn't feel like praying. But you all know what happened just a couple weeks later? That girl went to church on a church bus. You all know what happened as soon as she walked in? Looked the preacher eye to eye and you know what she was wearing? Shorts and a t-shirt. That's for you Pharisees, amen. Looked that preacher eye to eye. She said, I'm here because I need to get saved. And they went straight to the altar and she got saved. I want to end this way. I don't know who you are because we're at the end of series of meetings. But I feel like it's a mess load. You are not living for Jesus like you know you should. And you think this message has been rough. If sinners in hell could come out and look at you. Have you ever been jumped onto and it made you feel about that big? If sinners in hell could come out and look at us. You know what they would say. I deserved a better Christian than you. Anybody there? I'm going to give you some real strong doctrine. I want to talk one more thing to somebody lost and I'm done. Christians, you hear me. I gave you 45 minutes worth of preaching. I want to give you something. If you, don't, if you didn't hear anything else, you listen to me. Christians, you and I are one of two things in this life. You ready? We are either stepping stones, helping people get to heaven, or we are stumbling blocks, causing people to trip and could wind them up in hell. The other night in revival, we got a bonus. Revival's for the church. But somebody got born again. I want to talk to you if you lost. I fear these folks in hell right now, Brother Taylor, that it wasn't the right time. They were too nervous. They didn't know enough about God. They'd already been baptized. Everybody thought they were already saved, so why go up there again? Mothers that didn't want to embarrass their kids. Fathers that didn't want to embarrass their wives. Grandparents that had lived with a false testimony all their life. You know what sinners in hell would look at you and say? Stop being worried if you embarrass everyone. Stop being concerned what everybody thinks. Just get saved. Don't come here. Brother Taylor, come help us, if you would.
singers come. Hey, I, I, I believe I preached you right. Can I, can I ask you something? How many of you believe there's a revival going on in hell? Can I give you the absolute worst part of it? And I mean this. There's nothing worse. Nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. Can I just... How many of you are glad you've got blessings in your life, but you can go to those blessings? Say, I'm thankful for you. There's people you want to love. You can just go to them and just, I love you. There's sinners in hell right now that are looking up, screaming their love for somebody that can't hear them. How many of you are glad when you come to Jesus and you ask forgiveness, there's a Jesus that hears you? They're screaming for forgiveness and there's no one. How many of you, you go pray for somebody that's lost. There's a God right now that hears you. And hell, they are begging. Begging. And there's nothing. Can I encourage some preachers? Chase, I thought you was done. I am. Can I encourage you preachers? None of us like preaching to a silent house. None of us. And if you say you do, you crazy. None of us like preaching to the house that just stares at us. Can I, can I give you some encouragement? You got an appointment in the morning. Can I give you? You preachers in the house? Brother Brian, you, you take Hebron in the morning? If they stare at you in the morning... And nobody says amen. They're shouting the house down under your preaching. You cut a hole in that church's carpet and you dig until you die. There's sinners in hell that are begging you to keep preaching. Can I give you what's on my heart? I believe there's a mess load of us need to get on the altar. Do you care enough about Jesus? Do you care enough about your family? Can I ask him to do me a favor? I'm going to call in a favor. It's last night I'm going to call in one. Hey, folk, there's a lot of them and some of them that's going to come to an altar. After you get done with that one, you, 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 you give us some worship because what we're going to need to do after we get right, we ain't going to need to wallow around in our pity anymore. There are sinners in hell that would look up at us. Shout for me because I can't. Raise your hand for me. They'd look at you and say, because I can't. You don't have to raise your hand. How many would you admit? There's some things in this message tonight. They've gotten hell. You ain't got. And you'd like to move forward. Why don't you come? Let's be honest. God bless you. Sing on, my friend. Sing on.
Come on. Come pray for your lost. Come and pray. See how it feels.
I'd love to ask you whether you remember here, whether you visited, no matter what role you are in the church, no matter how far you are away from God, what your need is. Yeah, man. There's sinners in hell that are looking at you. And you know what they would say to you right now, Emily? What, what they'd say to all of us, you ready? I understand now that God just came with God. They understand what they want you to do. Amen. If you'll just come to God. There's heavens, all heaven, looking down at you. Amen. He'll help you. He'll save you. Hey, hey, he's sitting right next to us. Help him, Lord. We know he's got the power. We've seen him do it. Can I ask you something? Is this the part where you stay in your comfort zone? Or is this where you trust God in his word? God wants to help you. Can I say it again? Bless her, Lord. Bless her. Sister Jody, and for that testimony and confession right out of her heart. And I praise God. Let's give her some applause. <clears throat> Amen. Great preaching, great spiritual, great conviction. There's people who need to come to the altar. Go ahead, preacher. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. Bless her, God. Please help her, Lord. Please help her, Lord. God bless her. Help her, God. God bless her. Help her, Lord Jesus, we pray. Thank you, God.
Amen. these moves and I saw some of you going to shake hands sister Jody and certainly feel free to do that and that just blessed my heart <laughs> this sister that moved here just a little bit ago we thank the Lord for her and she's got some things she's praying about and uh, let's help her pray pray for those things and, uh, I, I think I believe there's some more people need to move young man over here pray for him he's he's praying very seriously and I thank the Lord uh, but we'll sing again and others that needs to move please do if God's speaking to your heart, what a powerful message. Uh, it would seem to me like after hearing what we've heard tonight, it would seem to me like uh, why should we stand back when God's called? It seemed like, seemed like it. God bless Brother Chase to just uh, clear all the excuses out of the way. Now, old Satan will try to give you excuses, but you don't have to take them. You can come and spy the devil. Please do that while we're singing this next song. Amen. Amen.
I told you. Tell them what God did for you. I definitely feel like I've been saved tonight. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to tell y'all what I told him. And I appreciate the church labor and I appreciate you being patient. I do. I believe this is worth it. Yeah. He's a quieter fella, but when he looked at me and he said he got relieved, I saw the relief on his face. <laughs> so I sat him down and I told him, I said, I want you to look at all these. I said, every last one of these. And it, it helped y'all smile a little bit. <laughs> I said, all these folk just became your family. Yeah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You've done good. That's one. Praise that's, the Lord. That's a prayer answer, Terry. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's give him applause. And, and uh, we'll sing, sing another verse of song. Anybody wants to shake hands with you, can. It's all right, isn't it? Okay, come around and shake his hand if you feel like it. Obey the Lord. And anybody else that wants to come to the altar is welcome. When God calls you, don't tell him no.
saved tonight, all other moves, and not just tonight, but every night. <coughs> Had another saved another night, and many other good moves. Every service has been heaven sent. And I thank God for this revival, and I thank God for our evangelists. And I praise the Lord. And you got anything you want to say, Preacher? Some of the things that Chase asked you through the week, he felt like was just partly participated in. But I believe everyone in the house clapped for that time. I, I, didn't, see any, I didn't see any slackers. I believe everybody in the house clapped. And I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, anybody else got something on your heart to say to follow the Lord? you in his hand because you could feel his spirit in you when you talked. I appreciate you young ladies coming. And let me tell you this, even when Chase Lay's not here, y'all are still welcome to come back. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Amen. This is the first time I've ever seen Yeah. Right. Yeah, satisfied, yeah.
And uh, let me ask you, I, I didn't ask you, what is your name? Tristan? Tristan, I'm proud of you. And when and uh, I thank God for Tristan. And when he prayed that last time, when he raised up, and I said, how do you feel? And he said, relieved. And boy, you could see it. And I, I remembered when I got saved, that would describe how I felt too, relieved. And now, I'll explain this, but probably most of you realize it, uh, but I'll explain it anyway. Uh, I didn't explain it to Tristan either, but uh, uh, most of the time somebody comes to Alder and gets saved, uh, I have to talk to them about us now. If you'd like to join church and be baptized, uh, uh, we'd be glad to have you and we'll receive you as a candidate for baptism. The reason I didn't do that with Tristan, and I've got every confidence in his salvation, but uh, I figured he probably lives up near Continental. Is that right? Where at? Brian. Brian? Okay. Well, you are welcome to join church here, but what I, uh, what I was thinking was anyway, Brian instead of Continental, I was thinking you might want to find a church closer to where you live and join it. Uh, but if you, if you can't find one up there that's real spiritual, uh, closer to where you live, come back down here and you can join down here. And, uh, and we'll receive you as a candidate for baptism and then we'll baptize you and I'll probably be the one to get to baptize you. <laughs> and you just drive back and forth. <laughs> okay. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. So I explained more than I thought I was going to. Anybody else? Sure good to be here. Praise God for this meeting. Right. It worries me sometimes. Sure. But uh, I can say this time it was 1,000 percent. Amen. Amen. We we made the right choice, didn't we? Yes, sir. Amen. Anyone else? All right. Let me remind everybody. There's food in the felt. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Amen. Sure is. Appreciate that. Anybody else? Don't want to interrupt him, but I started to say be food in the fellowship hall. And we've been having a real good time eating some food and fellowshipping together. We've been really using the fellowship hall for what its name is. We've been having some good fellowship out there. And good food, too. <laughs> so feel free to stop in and be part of that if you can. Anything else? If not, we'll ask those that are seated to stand. I'm going to ask Brother Jeremy to pray a dismissal. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, we 
come to you tonight, Lord, and uh, looking back through our week, Lord, we can't help but just say thank you, Lord. We're so yeah, Lord. Yes, sir. Everything that you've done for us. Yes, week, Lord. Lord both, uh, inside the church house and outside of the church house, Lord, I feel revived. And, uh, I'm so thankful, Lord, for uh, Brother Chase Lay, Lord, and how he came and how he followed you, Lord. But uh, uh, we know as good of a week as we've had, Lord, there's still a battle to fight in the morning, Lord. Right. So, right. We ask you, Lord, to go with us as we go our separate ways, Lord, as we part to our separate churches, Lord, and just uh, bless each and every single service as you see fit, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Uh, let your will be done, plus nothing and minus nothing. Yes, Lord. Lord. Uh, uh, we ask you, Lord, to bless this food, Lord, that we're about to... Uh, enjoy, Lord, and uh, bless it as nourishment to our bodies. We ask all this in your heavenly name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.